Guess what? The podcast still exists. I just needed some time, man. I just had to, you know, like, it's just that I know we've had a really busy Michigan football, Michigan baseball. You have the NBA draft. Uh, I just, uh, I just needed a couple days to not, uh, to not talk about, uh, about Michigan athletics. Uh, I certainly wrote a lot about it, but I just didn't have a lot of opinions and things to share and we're in that time of year and whatever. So I didn't do a podcast for multiple days. I wanted to let the Jimmy King thing breathe for a minute. I apologize to those who asked questions for the mailbag last week. I planned on doing it Friday or Saturday. It did not end up going that way. Uh, just got busy with uh, life stuff. Errands on Friday, Saturday. I think I just hiked a lot. And I really, I hiked like, what, 45 miles total between Friday and Sunday. And that's probably not what you want to hear when it comes to wanting your Michigan content. But nonetheless... I, uh, this is Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire, where you can catch a ton of intel, uh, info, everything. Uh, so we are going to spend two thirds of the show talking about, uh, recruiting. Uh, we're going to spend the first part talking about, uh, everything that Michigan has accomplished so far, uh, getting seven commits at the time of this, uh, recording. Uh, between Sunday and now, uh, there's still three more coming. I'm going to kind of go through uh, some of the visitors. I know who's com- who's committed that hasn't gone public. I'm not going to share that with you, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, we'll, we'll react to some of the, the negative Nancys, as they put it, with, uh, with some of the people who uh, just aren't impressed by Michigan and what Michigan's been doing on the recruiting trail. I don't understand what more they have to do. I thought once Braden McGregor committed that that was going to be said and done. And then we are going to, um, uh, sorry, that's my phone. And that is, uh, yes, that is Rick and Morty. I didn't silence my phone for this because I usually don't have my phone down here for this. Um, but yeah, so uh, just <laughs> now that I'm completely off track, uh, just uh, the, the other thing is that we're going to talk about uh, – the NBA draft, uh, obviously Michigan had two guys go last week and again, more of the negative Nancy type stuff, but listen, there's, there's a lot to get to today. So we're going to try to fit it all in a nice, neat half hour package. Hopefully it's uh th- that's what happens, but let's start with the guys that Michigan did get. And the, the big fish that Michigan managed to land uh, was four-star, top safety according to 24-7 sports. Now, a lot of people keep on mentioning in my DMs and it, replying to, they're like, he's not the nation's top safety. You know, like, as they're looking at the 24-7 sports composite. But if you look at 24-7 sports proprietary rankings, and they are different, the composite is a compilation of ESPN rivals in 24-7. Uh, but 24-7 has their direct rankings that they put out. They have Jordan Morant as the top safety in the class of 2020. And that makes him uh, the second top safety in the country to pick Michigan in the second consecutive year. So that is huge uh, because especially because Michigan, they've had some decent safeties. I mean, obviously you, you look back to when Harbaugh took over, he inherited some really good guys. Uh, Jared Wilson ended up being a uh, an NFL player. Uh, DeMonte Thomas ended up being an NFL player. Delano Hill ended up being an NFL player. Some of them were four stars and whatever. Uh, 
Tyree Kennel was a four star. Uh, he's uh, he's I don't remember now offhand where he is, but I mean he's he, he, as an undrafted free agent is on. Oh, he's at Cincinnati. So you know, undrafted free agent with Cincinnati. You know, they got guys that are around, right? They found they found spots. Uh, but you know, you look at like Josh Metellus, who's come into his own. He plays like a four star. Uh, but people, I feel like, don't really revere him as much because he was like a two-star at the time that he committed. He was the lowest rated of the Flanagan trio at the time that he committed and ended up surpassing Devin Gill. Uh, but uh, it's a lot of... It, it's like when you look at what they're building in the defensive backfield, it's matching what they've done in the defensive uh, front, right? Because it had been always just like a lot of really, really good, talented players up front. And... But I don't feel like like Levert Hill and David Long got the credit that they deserved. I didn't feel even as highly regarded as uh, Jordan Lewis was. Like Channing Stribling and Jeremy Clark didn't get the credit they deserved. But now you're just seeing like top to bottom, you know, because now you look at like they've got Ambry Thomas still. Uh, that some of the guys that are in corners behind uh, them aren't as highly rated. But like Vincent Gray has really shown out. They're building something really good back there. So the Morant one is one that people should be really, truly, absolutely flipping out about in a good way. And uh, I, I don't feel like that's happening a lot this cycle. And I, I think we'll get to that eventually here with the naysayers thing. Speaking of uh, of the defensive line, they got Aaron Lewis, not of stained fame, to flip from West Virginia over to Michigan. He's a four-star, top 24-7 guy. Uh, that's another one. Like that reminds me of, uh, of like Mike Morris when he flipped from Florida state to Michigan. Uh, and he did that pretty early on without people knowing about it. It was a silent for a while. I remember it was about this time last year that I had heard about it and I don't think he made it official until later in the year. My memory serves, but there are, uh, I mean, I think that's another, that's another one. They got a second, uh, strong side end there that's so that's uh with him and Braden McGregor so that's a super positive uh let's see who who else do they get uh going going through the list they got a couple offensive linemen two of them that that visited Reese Atterbury the uh the center one of the top centers in the country guy out of Colorado they've been really hitting Colorado hard when it comes to offensive linemen same thing uh they went and got uh, a tackle uh this morning out of uh, out of J. Sarah Catholic in San Juan Capistrano, California, uh, in Jeffrey Percy, so they they are continuing to do the things that you want on the offensive line. Get a couple high end guys. They got a high end guy in Zach Zinter. Uh, they got a high end guy in Reese Atterbury, and then a couple tackles that uh, have the size and ability that you can't teach in Micah Mezcua and uh, Jeffrey Percy, and it's just a matter of getting them acclimated through the system. They identified them, they got them, that's exactly what you want. Uh, so now four offensive line commits in the class, so that is obviously absolutely excellent. Athlete William Mohan, he's a three-star, but he comes from Erasmus Hall. He uh, he was the first one to kick off all of the, uh, the commitments, the string of commitments. And uh, Erasmus Hall, you'll remember, is a, the place that... Uh, I, I can't remember his name and that's probably because I'm willfully forgetting, but the, uh, uh, was it Curtis Samuel from, uh, Ohio state came from, I mean, that's just a program that tends to churn out really good players. That's like the, the premier program out of New York. And, uh, so 
he looks like he's going to be playing on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, quick twitch athlete can do a lot of different things. He's exactly the type of guy that you want to see Michigan getting. Think um, I, now I haven't watched his film, but as far as like the t- you know this the rating, the type of player he is, and that kind of thing. Think uh, Khalid Hudson, right? Think of think of a guy that that has that type of ability. A little bit more of a speedster, I believe. Again, I'm I, I'm not 100 percent certain on that, but that's that's more what I look at. But speaking of speedsters, Iman Dennis, uh, the uh, I believe he was listed as a corner, but he's an athlete out of uh, Massachusetts. He committed yesterday. I had a bunch of people in my DMs being like, "This is BS," and I had people commenting like, you know, this is where I lose faith. And it's like, come on, he's he's basically the exact same player as Mike Sainer still. The exact like same size and height, same region, all of that. Under You already should know that New England is an under-recruited region. So why are, why are you upset over the fact that they went and got another guy exactly like Mike Sainer still when that's like what they're trying to do? Um... So let's see, that is it except for one more, and then we're going to go to a break, uh, and that is uh, Gage Garcia, who I was surprised to have been following, but he got an offer from Michigan uh, a mere five days ago, and he committed four days later. And Gage Garcia is a uh, he dual sport athlete, wrestler, and football player. I believe because of the way that, uh, that rules work, he'll have to... Uh, He'll have to be on a football scholarship, but uh, he is, uh, he's a running back out of uh, Catawissa, Pennsylvania, and he, I know he's not, he's unranked and people get upset about it, but it's again, sometimes guys are just under, are, are under scouted, right? That, that happens. I mean, Hassan Haskins was under scouted. Ben Mason was under scouted. Uh, Sean McCune was under scouted. It, it just happens that way. Kalik Hudson was under scouted. So, that happens. Um, you have to remember that that's it's not necessarily a deal where uh, where everyone there's so many people in the country that are playing that not all, every time you're gonna get are you gonna you know no like be like this is a four star. I mean, Mike Hart was a three star. Remember, end up being the 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 most productive running back in Michigan history. It happens. So. We're going to get to the stargazers here in a moment. We're also going to get to uh, some of the other guys who visited who uh, haven't uh, pulled the trigger as of yet. If you want to know more about Jordan Morant and why he picked Michigan so early compared to his original timeline, got a story on Wolverine's Wire for you to read on that. Uh, I failed to mention this at the top because I do that every single time almost, but today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Or sorry, don't hate like your friend's trip. I always say it wrong because I've seen the commercials now. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Uh, also, aside from that, remember the shirt shouldn't wrinkle, itch, or sweat. It is 2019 after all. Twillery makes stocking up your closet as simple as restocking beer in your fridge. Easy, affordable, and the perfect fit. Guaranteed. They offer non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 each when you bundle four or more. With free shipping and returns, try on some Twills risk-free. After all, feeling is believing. Smart Casual just got smarter and cheaper. Twillery brings performance work shirts to the next level with four-way stretch material that shuts down wrinkles, stops sweat, and gets you looking and feeling cool. Uh, for as low as 50 Did I do this right? I don't know. <laughs> 
for as low as $55 a pop when you bundle four more in free shipping and returns. It's a top value in smart workwear. Grab them here, www.twillery.com slash locked on promo code for $25 off locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So we are back and we're going to continue talking a little bit of recruiting and all of that. Um, I've got the list. It took me a little while to get the definitive actual list of the, the, the visitors from this past weekend. So I wasn't on top of it in the way that some other sites were uh, just based off my source, just taking a minute. Um, but uh, here's the guys who didn't commit and I'm just going to run through them and kind of give my thoughts of kind of what I know, if I know anything, I don't know everything on everyone, but Jay Brunel, who I'm slated to talk to sometime today, probably uh, from Paxton, Massachusetts, another one of those underrated guys, guy that's starting to pick up more and more, uh, Steam and everything. Paxton, uh, Massachusetts, St. John's wide receiver, a uh, fast guy. He's a three star. Uh, he has uh, Notre Dame is the one that seems to be with the most steam as far as the crystal ball. But I know that Michigan really made a really good impression on him. So I look forward to, to talking to him soon and getting an idea there. Uh, Blake Corum, the running back, that's been like their top target at running back. Uh, I think all along this cycle, uh, another St. Francis Academy guy. Uh, I think he's a four-star according to rivals, 135th nationally, the 11th best running back and eighth in Maryland. Uh, Michigan looks like it's probably the place. I think based off of what I heard, the visit went extremely well. Uh, I feel really good about the chances of Michigan landing him. Um, I don't know anything about Andrew Gentry, the four-star offensive tackle from Littleton, Colorado, Columbine high school. Uh, so I can't really com- commit uh, on comment on that, but he's a big guy, 6'8", 3'10", four-star guy, uh, 51st nationally. Obviously, that would be an ideal if you're going to try to close out. I mean, I think getting another tackle, especially a four-star guy that's rated that high, he's the guy that I would want. I would say left on the board as far as top targets remaining, A.J. Henning from uh, Frankfurt, Illinois, Lincoln Way East. The wide receiver, I'd say he's probably top target left on the board. Michigan's had him as one of the top, I'd say, five targets on the board uh, all along. Uh, Notre Dame had been long considered to be one of the schools really going after the four-star. I feel pretty confident that Michigan ha- has done everything that they need to do in order to to do some really great things to in order to secure him. So uh, I feel pretty good about him. I haven't heard much on Chris Jenkins Jr., the uh, only good counsel uh, defensive end. Uh, I don't know how much his uh, his deal is affected by uh, by uh, Aaron Lewis committing. Uh, let's see what else. And uh, 
DJ Jones, I, I literally have news on him right now. He just tweeted out that uh, he is going to be making his commitment tomorrow on what that is Wednesday at 4 p.m. And he's choosing between Michigan and North Carolina. So DJ Jones, that visit clearly went really well. His crystal ball is 100% towards North Carolina. He's a three-star by 24-7 sports. Uh, so Michigan clearly did at least a good enough job to make him a top-two guy. I've heard really good things about fellow good counsel linebacker Mitchell Melton. I just don't know uh, much about what he's going to do, but he's he's making his commitment on July 3rd. So that's uh, hopefully we'll check in with him soon and uh, find out more there. Uh, Clell Mullings is a guy that he's long kind of been a, looked like he's a little, uh, going towards Stanford. Uh, I think uh, Michigan's always been in good standing with him. I mean, he's been on campus a million times. Uh, so looking forward to seeing what he ends up doing, looking forward to seeing what his timetable ends up being. Um, I, I mean, Stanford obviously has the 24-7 sports crystal ball lead, but uh, yeah. Andrew Rame is a guy that I think that he would probably be, I, I mentioned Gentry, but Andrew Rame's probably the guy that I would look at most as being like, that's the guy they probably do want to finish with. Uh, he's a guard. They don't have any guards yet in this class yet. They've been after him pretty hard. Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, uh, four-star guy, number one guard in the country, first in the state of Oklahoma. Obviously, they would love to do, get the number one guy in Oklahoma two years in a row, but it's going to be a hard pull from Oklahoma, who is 100% crystal ball for him. Brennan Rice, the son of Jerry Rice, uh, he's a guy that Michigan really, really likes. I know that much. I don't know yet because I haven't connected with uh, him or anyone in his camp yet to know like exactly how well that went. Uh, and uh, that's it as far as the official visitors. So... Um, they definitely have some more things going on, but before we even get to the basketball stuff, I do want to finish out talking a little recruiting just for the sake of there are people just aren't impressed, right? They, every time, like a guy, like I mentioned, every time that you see a guy like Iman Dennis commit, get a bunch of stargazers and they try to say they're not stargazers. And then they sit there and say, look at what Ohio state's done or whatever. But listen, some of the guys that the, the funny thing is, is some of the guys that Michigan has gotten over the last couple of years have not... They, they like they aren't necessarily that highly ranked. Like Devin Bush wasn't a consensus four star. He was a three star. I can't remember to who. I think rivals maybe. It it it's funny. Like you know, some of Michigan's best players have been three stars, four stars, and yes, Ohio State's landing five stars a lot of the time. Michigan's getting some, but not nearly as many as they they are. But right now, you look at Ohio State. Like Isaiah Pryor is seems like he's falling on the death chart. Baron Browning, we don't know what he's going to do yet. Like they have five stars, but that just doesn't mean that necessarily things are going to be great. I'd say Michigan has a better track record with three stars than five stars in a lot of ways. I mean, when you look at uh, at least with running backs, Ty Isaac, Derek Green, those guys were five stars. Um, what's his name? Who I just really am blanking. That uh, he was a lineman, the from Missouri that ended up uh, having a medical and going somewhere else. That was a five star. You know, like um, William Campbell was a five star. Uh, Kevin Grady was a five star. I mean, I know I'm going way back. I mean, they've had some five stars work out. I'd say Jabril Peppers worked out. People maybe were underwhelmed by him. Uh, people were underwhelmed by Rashawn Gary, though they shouldn't have been. But when you look at like some of the three stars that have come through, like Devin Bush, Josh Metellus, those guys are three stars. Um, you, you look at some, you know, they've had great luck with even some walk ons, the Glasgow brothers. Uh, you know, the, the, the two who are playing in the NFL and they were not highly ranked guys, you know, like they, they have had 
some fine luck with some some three star type guys. Ronnie Bell looked like a really good receiver last year. So this is where like the the, the naysayers really need to just like let them matriculate and get to campus because the staff isn't just like we'll take anybody. They they have a board. They're not going to accept a they we've seen this already. They don't accept commitments at least not anymore from guys that they don't want. It just doesn't happen that way. Like if you if you might have an offer but you know if if that was, you know, it might have just been a nominal offer. They're clearly bringing in guys that they want. So if you're upset about it, understand that these are the guys that the coaches have identified and that they want. And no, they have not beat Ohio State yet, but that's a process. We've talked about that a million times over. It's a process for them to be able to, for them to be able to, uh, to, to just get everything in line because Ohio State has been a machine for my entire lifetime. Yes, Michigan beat them uh, 10 times in a 13-year period when I was growing up. But they were still a machine, right? They were still, like, they just couldn't beat Michigan. They'd go in that game undefeated and lose. And college football is honestly different now, too. Ohio State, unfortunately, is different now, too. It takes time to build this, but like when I look even at the three stars that Michigan has now, in a lot of ways I look back to like the uh, the early Brady Hoke teams and you know in the middle and everything, and it's like the talent is just so much better. And a lot of these guys that people like are so ho hum about are guys that are like really starting to show out. Vincent Gray is a prime example of that. Like he's climbed up the depth chart. Probably a big reason why Miles Sims decided to transfer to Georgia Tech. You don't transfer to Georgia, from Michigan to Georgia Tech it because things are going great. You know? Vincent Gray came in and made an impact. So to the stargazers out there, just calm down seriously. We're going to talk NBA draft here in a second. Same kind of idea. I'm just going to be all what grinds my, you know, what grinds my gears and all that. But uh, remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Wolverines on the new Himalaya podcast app and an ever-expanding podcast world. You need Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Lockdown Wolverines. All right. We are back. Going to finish out strong. NBA draft went way different than people thought it would have about two months ago went different than people thought it was going to go the day it happened Thursday with Jordan Poole being selected in the first round 28th overall to Golden State insane how many people out there were telling Jordan Poole he needed to stay in school how many people out there were telling uh were saying he you know it, I mean I thought I personally thought, like, yeah, it might be a stretch. I didn't see him as being a first-round pick. I thought he might get picked in the second round. I didn't think he was going to be, but he was not mocked to the first round in any mock that I saw. I saw him mocked in some second rounds late, late, late. That just goes to show that, you know what? I know Mich- I know John Beeline's gone, but, like, John Beeline knew what he was doing. These guys knew what they were doing. The two guys who, I mean, all three guys left early. But the two guys who left early went a bit higher than I anticipated. Brazdakis going to the Knicks, 47th overall. Excellent stuff. Unfortunately, Charles Matthews didn't get selected. And that's by virtue, though, of him tearing his ACL. If he would have probably been a high second round pick, maybe a late first round pick, if he would have been healthy. 
That's unfortunately the nature of the game right now. But isn't it time now that we stop looking at Michigan basketball players, particularly that leave early and saying a bunch of things of like, you're an idiot for leaving early. I know I'm not doing that. I know a lot of you aren't doing that, but there are, you, you see them, the people out there on Twitter and Facebook, and they're like, you know, you made a huge mistake, but these guys are making estimated life decisions. And so far it's all worked out for them because the same deal that everyone was saying about, uh, Jordan Poole, people were saying, maybe not to the same extreme, but about Mo Wagner. People were saying similar things about DJ Wilson, way more so. Obviously, he was, what, 17th overall to Milwaukee? But still, like, people were saying it about these guys, and they go. It's a little bit different when it was, like, Harris LeVert, who was, like, a star player, but just had injury issues. You know, obviously, people, you know, knew Trey Burke was going to go. Three-star, by the way, Trey Burke. Um, I know it's basketball, but same same idea. Um it's just funny how that goes, right? Because you get get all these people that think that they know it all, they know better, and then they see mocks. And it turns out that these people that mock do all these mock drafts don't necessarily know exactly what they're talking about. They don't just don't. People were doing this with Zach Gentry in the NFL. Like, Zach Gentry's an idiot for going in the NFL. Guess what? Gets selected in the fifth round. Yeah, you, I, according to what I think and by the thing that, uh, that Dan Mullen from Florida said about, like, you know, when you should go to the draft early or not, you know, I, th- I do think that, you know, his his reasoning is pretty sound and that if you're going to be a top three round pick, then you go early. If you're not, then you should come back. But you know what? Zach was done with school. He graduated. He wanted to move on, got to be a fifth round. It might be an extremely good value for Pittsburgh once all is said and done. And it worked out for Zach. My point is just don't be so reactionary in a negative light. And I know that's easier said than done because I'm, I tend to be outside of Michigan football stuff and Michigan basketball stuff. Particularly, I tend to have a, more of a negative reaction on things than I do a positive one. That's just a, uh, quote, toxic trait of mine. I tend to look at the bad before I see the good. But I think didn't, didn't we learn a lot in, you know, over the last couple of years, just not to doubt these guys because so good for Jordan Poole, right? He's going to a, a franchise that knows what it's doing drafting guys. That's what they built these championship teams off of was the draft. They clearly saw someone that was ready to contribute. Maybe not right away. He might have to go through his paces and everything. But, I mean, nonetheless, they built their team through the draft. And they're continuing to build their team through the draft. They're going to probably lose Kevin Durant. We don't know what's going to happen with Clay Thompson and everything with his injury and all that, but they went out and saw, they saw Jordan Poole and said, you know what, we're going to go out and get him. You know, that's a, that's a heck of an endorsement on top of just being drafted that the, they're not the defending champ. They obviously just lost to Toronto, but the team that has had a dynasty in the NBA over the course of the last multiple years sees that Michigan player and says, we're going to go get him. And you know what? That's a huge selling point for Michigan. Even though the coaching staff has changed and everything like that, that is a huge selling point. So before you start freaking out about guys going to the draft, before you start freaking out about recruits, all of the above, maybe you just have a little bit of faith. Don't look at the negative. Say congratulations and move on. And it's just funny to me how a lot of Michigan fans Get so angry and don't treat the guy that gave you so much entertainment the kind of props they deserve. 
that's it. We will try to have more shows than two than we did last week. Um, I'm going to try to do three or four. Not going to promise over three. We'll have a mailbag this week, especially since we didn't have one last week for the first time ever. But uh, we'll, we'll try to make it all work. For the Locked on Wolverines podcast, I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole. You can find me online at Isaiah Hole. Follow the podcast at on Wolverines, Wolverines Wire at Wolverines Wire. If you would like to be a featured sponsor on the show, please email me at LockedOnWolverines at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Himalaya, or wherever you get your podcasts, or online at WolverinesWire.usatoday.com, where we post our daily podcast every single day to go along with the rest of your Michigan football coverage. Yes, I laugh at that. This was Locked on Wolverines, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.